Lunch and Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we traipse through seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm your host, Tyle McRae, joined by my co-host, my confidant of all things Springfield, uh, Cal Reader. Cal, how are we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, bit of FYI, we're recording this on uh, Endgame Day, I'm sure it'll be known as. Yes, I'm doing it. So we're recording this on the midnight release. Uh, I'm going, I'm showering and then probably shooting off soon after this. Anyway, I've been up since six o'clock this morning as well, so... Oh my god. It's, it's a long fucking shift, but all spoilers. I will be live tweeting it. On, I will be going straight on Be- uh, Bebo and spoiling <laughs> it completely. Follow me on MySpace. Yeah, who would have thought Howard the Duck was behind it all? He went on fantasy, God, I've seen that meme too many times now. Why is that the common factor? There's an animation for it as well. Oh, no. That, it's really funny. I'd recommend it. It's not not a sexual as you'd think. And the episode we're reviewing today is Season 10's Wild Barts Can't Be Broken, episode 11 of Season 10, directed by Mark Irvin, written by Larry Doyle. The original air date being January the 17th, 1999. And the couch gag is a parody of Doctor Strangelove. All the family get on the bomb and they uh, drop off with the cowboy hats. Now, as I always ask, Cal, is there any initial thoughts with this particular episode? Um, This is a good episode for me. It's, it's a classic one I always remember being on like Channel 4, uh, BBC 2. Uh, it's, I don't know, I, I like it. It's got a good... Musical number as well. Like, I always found it a bit cringy when listening to the musical um, like episodes and such. Just one or two what's uh, step out. This one and um, the one where Bart gets a job at the burlesque house. Spring in Springfield, yeah. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I was looking forward to this episode. It wasn't on what I thought it was going to be. I, don't, I can't remember exactly which one episode it was. It's more when I first started it, because I read, I read up about it. I think you told me that it was them, uh, the kids of Springfield spreading secrets about journals and such, but when I first turned it on, cause it's in that late stage of The Simpsons where the beginning of the episode has next to nothing to do with the resolution of the episode, um, I generally thought I had the wrong episode. <laughs> Yeah, I will get into it later, but I will say I was pleasantly surprised by this, and I think the Adults Kids song um, deserves a lot more love. It's usually under the radar in the Simpsons chronology of uh, music, but uh, we will get into that. The episode, ki- the episode kicks off with um, something I've faced a lot of the time, being a sports fan myself, of your team going through an awful, awful rough patch. The Simpsons family are there to watch the isotopes, and they're right in the slumps. They're having to bring in some old major leaguers who uh, got clean piss. They've passed the drugs test now, Cal. I actually like that little um, physical joke there. It's funny. It, I'm not personally like a team sports fan, really. I, I used to watch Ice like a little bit. I think it's purely because, um, much like Springfield, one of Sheffield's teams for quite a while wasn't the greatest. Um, and I only got to do two football matches, and both times they lost. So my dad claimed me as a jinx and never took me ever again. <laughs> Would you be willing to go again? I mean, Chef United, as of recording, they're looking at going to the 
Premier League now. Um, I say that, I might have cursed it. We'll wait and see. That's true. However, we're Sheffield Wednesday, so I think I've banned from the house. Even from the first pitch, they're doomed. I will say, um, fine, very fine individual jokes throughout this episode. And I guess it starts from um, Homer telling his kids to never love anything. And then a minute later, you know, Marge saying, you've got to have that back in spirit. You've got to back the loser to the bitter end. Hurry up and lose so we can get out of here. Why do you hate the isotopes so much, Dad? Because I loved them once and they broke my heart. Let that be a lesson to you, sweetie. Never love anything. Even you? Especially me. But you got to support the team, Dad. They're already threatening to move to Moose Jaw. That's right. Like my mother always said, you've got to stick it out, even if you pick the loser. Hmm. To the bitter end. But they finish the game, and obviously the isotopes lose. Homer keeps ragging on them, but then six months later, I believe, goes back down to Moe's, and the isotopes are on a hot streak. It's the championship game, and again, I'm not going to make it too much about football, but bandwagon fans, Cal, I know you're um, you're not very prevalent in it, but... My God, the amount of people I saw after Leicester's, you know, 5,001 season and knowing like, they're, you do realise they're not going to do this again. You're not going to see a pig fly twice. It's the main thing what I didn't like about sports. I remember being like, I don't know if it's just because like, I was out of the loop a little bit. Um, and I just, I just remember like Sheffield Wednesday, for example, went for a stage whilst I was in school where within the season, they had about four different managers because we just kept on stacking them and stuff like that. And literally every other week, they'd get another manager and the guys at school would be like, oh, he's, gonna, he's like God's gift to managers. He's, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be great. And then within a week, he'd fuck up seven times and fuck a cat or whatever. And he'd get sacked. And like straight away, they'd go, oh, I was, I was knew he was wrong. Like, it's disgusting. But this new guy is going to be great. And it is three weeks later, he fucks a cat. And like, sexy ass cat was just hanging around Hillsborough. And I'm like, well, you said that about the other guy. No, 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 they're different, they're different. The incredible fickleness of football is just going to carry on, Cal. I don't understand it, Tyler. <laughs> Hell. The Isotopes win the big championship, and Homer, Lenny, Carl, Barney go on a massive bender and end up trashing Springfield Elementary in Homer's car. They go everywhere. They go on the pitch. They go through the school. They knock down the priceless Puma and have a little shower singing, We Are The Champions. Cal, when was the last time um, you drank out of jubilation or a big win? The depression really makes me drink. I don't know. I can't remember a big celebration. So you're more consistent, you're uh, on another level to these normies. I'm very much so. Like I the worst time I, I you know, I admit it, I you know, I'm I don't admit it. I'm a functioning alcoholic. I like my drink. I like going out and just getting pissed. I like going out and having just a nice little couple of drinks and go and it's fine. And my main issue is with, with, for example, my New Year's or big holidays like St. Patrick's Day and, and such. Um, you know, I can claim that I'm a quarter Irish, but you know, I just I usually go for a pint of Guinness and that's it. But when spe- specifically 
uh, New Year's I hate because it's just so packed. It's like Christians around Easter or Christmas. They attend every week and all of a sudden it's Easter and everyone turns out in one place. I haven't seen you in freaking years. Why can't I get saved? Why can't I get blessed by the golden ale nectar of our gods? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I didn't see you at service, John, you heathen. Yeah, <laughs> alcohol, great. This reaches um, local news. As it turns out that um, Springfield has been smashed up by Homer, it makes the news. But before that, um, again, this is one of the best moments of the episode. I've seen this uh, memed and referenced so many times. Uh, Homer's night out in, uh, in colour, if you will, like an old... 20s film. Chief Wiggum has nothing else better to do than to blame it on no good punk kids. And from now there's going to be a curfew and whenever the kid's out past curfew um, they will be shot or uh, dealt with appropriately. So um, it's a bit too hard in 2019 that. So it turns out the kids can't go out past uh, sunset. So they're all out playing and again another little... um, it's not the best thing, but it's just another little wrinkle into this uh, episode as well. The ice cream truck comes and the kids start lining up. And I don't know if you caught this, cow, but Martin's little face. And he makes a little squeal as he's holding a little purse. It just caught me right. Oh, it was fantastic. I don't know. I, I kind of I, watched, I did watch this episode partially on the train. Um, so I was a bit distracted. I'll link it on the page. Um, it's a right treat for everyone. But Chief Wigan catches them. Uh, Actun, babies, you all got to get inside. And so now the kids are just bored and restless. They don't know what to do with their time. They're just watching the fireflies trying to pass time. But that means Homer can go to the carnival with funny hats and candy floss. And there's no damn stupid kids in the line. And I've just realised, Carl, that he's enjoying this on his home, but he's left Marge at home. What, what kind of a reckless man is that? A real man is what it is. But the kids are bored and they're just trying to find time to pass through this damn curfew. But they see an advert on telly for the blood in it. Um, now, Cal, we've both done um, film and screenwriting degrees. Um, one of it. One of us finished it. Not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> important, <laughs> important fact that. Yeah, um, what, what sort of brings this to you? What does this sort of replicate? Because... Again, on the wiki, I'm sure you've looked, it's a lot of um, Children of the Corn and Village of the Damned and your old 60s creepy horrors. Yeah, it is very reminiscent of like 50s, 60s horror films where people were pussies. They're like, those millennials, yeah, fuck you, baby boomers, you're going to die soon. And um, the Children of the Corn is the main kind of like, English. Howdy, this is just a reminder that if you're enjoying the content so far, loving our podcast, loving the episode, go over to facebook.com and search for Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, a British podcast, and give us a like there. We will update you on all of our exclusive content and posts as well. Also, if you're in the mood for a bit more Simpsons and more Simpsons podcasts, go over and check out the 411 folks on Facebook and SoundCloud as well. They do lots of great impressions, great I'll say, um, of the episodes. And they, it's generally... ca- they capture that um, kind of film really, really well, like from the music. And they even get down, and I like how they get down the accents, but obviously it's Springfield, so it's the poor British accents. Like, I particularly like the um, police officer. Right, you little right, what's always then? Like, the most typical what an American thinks of a 
British Bobby on the beat, it's great. Flighty little flighters, we've had quite enough of your evil mischief. But you're the one who's been bad. You've been sneaking puddings. But, but, how did you know? Get them, quickly! I'll just say before we move on um, from the blood in the movie, the drive-in movie theatre itself, um, again, another little favourite thing I liked. Um, Skinner, not only going by himself, but going with Superintendent Chalmers and his mother on a date. And, like, I found it funny, but I still cringe a bit when he goes, see more, you're wasting valuable make-out time, and you hear Angus give a little, ah! oh, <laughs> horrible. Uh, he's going to steam her house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, you know what, stop, watch, stop listening here, folks, that's it with Pete. <laughs> Turns out this was all a ruse, this was a big bait of uh, Chief Wiggum himself, and he ends up catching the kids, breaking the curfew, he chucks them in the back of the paddy wagon and says, you know, the lesson here is the adults always win, and you see the little creepy, um, well, like the kids from the blood, and the little creepy effect go in the eyes, and you said you were going to talk about it in this episode, Cal, um, let's talk about Chief Wiggum from his big wah! Now, I think this is one of Wiggum at his best, maybe not peak, but it's I'd say it's close. It's definitely a strong Wiggum episode. Um, he's, you know, he's, I don't think he's complete in it yet. Um, but he's still a... No, because he manages to put up a fight and he's the main bad guy, so he's got some sort of um, diligence about him. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I don't know, he's, he's always been one of my favourite characters. This is just a complete idiot. Um, he's, he's kind of like Pearl with more responsibility but less brain cells kind of thing. Um, um, Very apt, yeah. But the effects from this eyes and turns out it's actually um, Eddie with the lights. Um, is this your favourite bit of the episode? Because I'm going to call it here, Cal. This is my favourite part of the episode and I'll pop it in audio form uh, right here now for you. Um, just hear Eddie's laugh go, you know, oh, sorry, Chief. <laughs> Listen up, punks. The moral of the story is the adults always win. Wah! For crying out loud, Eddie, you scared the hell out of me. Sorry, Chief. <laughs> he meant to do that, the cheeky lad. So my favourite part of the episode comes a little bit later. It's during the song. Just before the song. Oh. Um, All right, we'll uh, save it yeah. for that. So the kids... As a punishment, um, have to clean this massive billboard that Chief Wiggum's um, erected to keep the kids indoors. It's a little animatronic device for him sipping the cup of coffee, which will play into their hijinks later. But um, the kids decide to get back at the adults um, by sealing a load of copper wires and tellies. Um, again, that was another funny little joke, you know, 200 channels and Nothing but cats. They all wire this up and they decide to spill the parents' secrets. The theme of Skinner's thickness continues. Um, <laughs> we briefly dis Yeah, we briefly discussed it in Duffless when he gets the tomato over his arse and now he's having to back away, not having to show that booty. There's an odd running, three running theme here. I think we've just managed to crack into it. The kids sort out their radio show. We know all your secrets. Putting on the creepy English accents, as was in the blood and in. And they managed to dish out all the juicy gossip. A lot of it to do with Homer, actually. Um, how they come around to showing the family this, I do like. Um, and a very 
and a very um, apt sentence from Homer. This hit home hard um, after trying to get into don't go there, which I'll um, get back to in a minute. They want to give um, talk to the hand, uh, go on tell you, brand new sitcom. Lisa interrupts and saying, oh, let's listen to this radio show. Oh, well, um, put it on now because I'm starting to think. I need TV as a distraction in life and never true words were spoken now as an adult man. Not everything can be, you know, House of Cards and Breaking Bad. You need a bit of Geordie Shaw and a bit of Can't Pay Will Take It Away to numb the senses. I agree. I wasn't better trusting you. They end up listening to the programme and shock horror, all the secrets are coming out. Um, Homer's been practising medicine without a licence. Luan's been two-timing it with two lads off Gladiators. Surprise, um, Wolf wasn't thrown in there. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I found it quite hilarious, if I'm honest. Because yeah. uh, the names were really Cheeto and Greedo or something like that. Yeah. I stood beside you. Now you must fight. Settle down. And they're going out with the big um, buffer sticks. <laughs> they managed to track the kids down. And it turns out they're using all that kit and caboodle to transmit from uh, Chief Wiggum's billboard there to produce the radio show. All the adults from the town um, stop them. And this gets into a big argument. And um, I'll let you take it from here, Cal. You adults are always giving us orders. Oh, you kids are always disobeying them. Adults treat kids like children. Kids treat adults like cash machines. Adults! Kids! Adults! Kids! Adults! Kids! You've had your fun, now we've had our fill. Yeah, you're only here because Marge forgot her pill. Kids, you're all just scandalizing, vandalizing punks. Channel hopping, ribbon popping monkeys. But please don't quit the fan club. Kids, I can nag and nag till my hair turns blue. Kids, you bum my smokes and don't say thank you. Why can't you be like we are? Oh, what a bunch of rats. We ought to drown you just like cats. Adults, you run our lives like you're Colonel Clink. Adults, you strut around like your farts don't stink. Adults, you're such a drooling, soaring, boozing, boring bunch. Surly, meanie, three martini lunchers. I just ate a thumbtack. Adults, they're always telling us to do traps. We're fed up with all of you whippersnaps. Ah! We're trying to get some sleep here. It's almost 6.15. What's the matter with don't you treat us like... Can't you just lay off? Let's take of all of you. One of the most underrated songs in The Simpsons history? Um, I think it's definitely up there. That... As, far, as far as it doesn't get um, talked about. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. My favourite line in, in this song, I can't remember, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but I remember this is, um, uh, just before the song, or before the start singing, or during the song, but Homer goes, um, the only reason why they're here is because... Oh, I just forgot the pill. It just shows her face, man. <laughs> yeah, like, ah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, I, I always like this song. The one that always sticks out to me, um, when you go to Simpsons, is probably the, uh, the last song, if I'm honest. Um, it, I don't know, it sounds, the man just 
So it's really good. However, when I was in work today, I came in and just finished watching the episode. I was it's very jaunty. It's very typically musicy. Musically. My favorite, I don't know, favorite part as well is when Millhouse finally gets his big solo. He gets the spotlight ready, yeah. Just for a couple of seconds before Grandpa seems to The seniors jump in and saying, oh, these adults and kids. Um, it's 6.15, you know, what are you doing up? Homer actually bears the dreaded question, oh, what are you old people going to do? Turns out they're going to vote on a poll, and now almost everyone's got a curfew below the age of 70, I believe. Yeah. Kent Brockman reporting from his home, having to break the news. And now um, the senior citizens have taken back the night, kicking cans and doing all sorts. And, um, and that's how the episode ends. I didn't expect that ending, Carl. I'm not, I liked it, but I'm not going to lie. It did um, sort of come a bit out of nowhere. It makes sense, but it was a bit of a left turn. I think it's... I, I, honestly, I think it's because they just didn't really know how to end the episode. I mentioned it before on this podcast how, um, especially in the later seasons, definitely now, so... Um, I think, I think the first odd by the tennis episode, where the beginning of the episode from around season four has nothing to do with the end of the episode, and a lot of the time the episode kind of peters out, they want this idea of like, okay, let's send them to, uh, you know, let's send them to Africa, how can we get them to Africa? Well, he found, you know, there's no food in the house, so they have to they find some crackers. Great, okay. Then all of a sudden, there's a monkey diamond mine or whatever. Like it's just it's 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 a load of stuff all the time, and it's not really making sense. You're gonna get, yeah, you got a lot of that with the um, Mike Scully years. It was a lot of joke driven, but not necessarily character and narrative yeah. stories. Yeah, um, I think that's really made the downfall of Simpsons happens. Um, Purely because of that, um, this is a good example of how it works, in my opinion. Um, it's quite funny. I, I would have liked to see more random secrets being spread around and such like that. Um, I like the bit where they're just about to get caught and just like, and they say number one about Homer, saying that he's been practicing medicine about their licenses. I was said before at the start, I was pleasantly surprised. I think this is a genuine hidden gem that not a lot of people um, talk about, even though, you know, it's, like you say, later years and that. But um, this, oh, it's more than serviceable. This is a genuine treat. And I'll go off, I'll start with my uh, rating. We're going to do the ratings now. Um, with everything included, you know, fun little one-liners, um, genuine strong jokes, a good story from start to finish, even though the end was a bit left-turny. I'm going to give this... Four out of five um, mischievous wins, as the dreaded farmer said in the Bloodman. I'm going to give it, um, like I said before, it's a strong episode. I do appreciate it, Jeff. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's, it, you know, strong characters. There's a lot more with kids, which you don't really see from the home, or just outside the core family. Yep. Um, um, 
I try, I try, I probably give it a strong 7.5 skins out of 10. Okay, uh, now's time to put on that leave and get another lovely randomly generated episode. Oh, cow, um, bit of groundbreaking. Um, we're going to be doing our first ever Treehouse of Horror episode. Which one? Treehouse of Horror 3 from season 4. Do you remember any of the stories from that? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, Homer's going to New York. He's the eighth wonder of the world. Ah. This is going to be one of my uh, favourite Treehouse of Horrors, this. Um, for people wondering about Halloween episodes, um, I'm going to save the first ever Treehouse of Horror episode for um, October this year, for actual Halloween, but um, I'll happily do... It's not quite like Christmas episodes. Christmas, The Christmas episodes are few and far between, so with Treehouse of Horrors, we'll... Take them as you please. This was just nice and random. But um, yeah, I can't wait to do this, Cal. And we will join you next time on Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. Be sure to um, like and have a listen to our SoundCloud page. That's at Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Um, like the Facebook page as well. That's Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Dash A Simpsons Podcast. And um, we will see you next time, folks. Take care. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, good, good. Mmm, sounds good.